Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The Gospel of Mark is short, succinct, and to the point. There isn't any mincing of words or belaboring of points. Mark doesn't have time for it. Neither is it of concern to this particular Gospel writer. What is of utmost importance to this writer is getting to the end, showing that Jesus is indeed who he says he is, and getting to the cross. That is what Mark's gospel is all about. What I admire so much about this particular gospel is that in some ways I wish I was more like it. I sometimes tend to get wrapped up in words and details and get bogged down. What I'm learning with age as well as experience and spending time in this gospel is that there's a lot of goodness in brevity, in being concise, honest, and not beating around the bush. In other words, saying what needs to be said in the most forthright way, having integrity while doing it, and trusting that it's good enough. Today's particular gospel stands at the very center of Mark's story of Jesus. And it is here in which the story turns. It marks the turn from Jesus' teaching and his preaching throughout Galilee to his unwavering, steadfast, even relentless march to the cross. He is on a mission, and it is his goal as the writer to get us there. In this sense, it truly is the pivot point, today's gospel, of the center of Mark. So Mark gets to the heart of the matter in such a piercing and straightforward manner today. There's a part of me where this particular section of Mark feels like a knife to the heart each time I read it. But it's also about Jesus being brave vulnerable, direct, and curious all at the same time. All of it happening when one question is asked. A question that cuts through everything and goes straight to what really matters. It's so marking. There are no leading questions. There isn't wiggle room. Only an express and strident inquiry. Who do you say that I am? This question, pointed directly to those closest to Jesus, is about as straightforward as one could be. Who do you say that I am? It's a question about identity, about belonging. It's Jesus wanting to see if everyone was on the same page. It's Jesus in one of those moments of trust. And I'm sure, 
As those words came out of his mouth, I can't help but imagine the fear that was within him, hanging on bated breath, wondering, what are they going to say this time? Do they really know? Do they understand who I am? It's more than just a question. It's a hinge moment, one of those moments in time where you could hear a pin drop, a moment where the wheels of history just might be turning. The propulsion of this narrative can't be carried forward if the wrong answer is given. Or worse yet, if no answer is given. If instead, Peter and the other disciples stare blankly, not knowing how to answer the question. But Jesus knows this. But at the same time, he also knows what's coming for him. And he knows that they must know it too. They must truly understand who he is because what is coming is hard. It's unimaginable. So much so that he tries to share this with them. And they can't bear it. Peter cannot bear it. So to answer the question means a lot. And to answer the question about who do they say I am, who do you say I am, that question means everything. And perhaps that is why the question stands out in my mind in a deeply personal way. It's a hard question to ask and to truthfully answer about ourselves as well. Here's the kicker. It takes a certain ability to look inside of ourselves and to see those things that might be hard to see, but also be surprised and overjoyed with those lovely qualities that are also present, good and bad, Growing edges and firm foundations all together, all present, all making up who we are, who God created us to be. Jesus was deeply aware of knowing who he was. In fact, when using the words, who do you say that I am? If you recall, Moses asked the same question of God. While the Israelites were wanting to know who God was, it was God who reminded them through Moses that I am who I am. In other words, there's never been a time where I haven't been. Everything there is is because I am and because I will be. And so when Jesus asked this question to his disciples, he's calling back to when a spiritual giant, Moses, came face to face with God, asking the same exact question. It's a timeless question, and those who endeavored to do the hard work of asking themselves the same question will find that sometimes the answer isn't what they thought, wanted, or hoped for, especially when asked to another person because then you have to be prepared for what the answer is, good or bad. 
But before you ask another person the question about who, who they think you are, you have to do the hard work of asking that question of yourself. Being brave and curious enough to look within for the answer. And recognizing that in the quest, things might be uncovered that are hard or worthy of denial. Perhaps you find something surprisingly affirming, or maybe even confirming, but all of it hopefully helping in your journey of life and faith. If you've been a part of this work, you know that it's holy. If you endeavor to do the work about discovering who you are, know the work is sacred. It takes courage. It takes bravery. It's awareness, no longer wandering through life, wandering without direction, or living in a constant state of boredom and autopilotness. Because when you do the hard work of discovering who you are and how God made you to be, you will discover a small kernel of truth that could just set your heart ablaze and settle your soul. And it is this. We are all gods. Because we were all made in his image and his likeness, we are created by him, for him, to be in relationship. So when the hard question of us is asked, who are you? Or when you say, who am I? There shouldn't be a doubt. There shouldn't be a hesitation or even a question. We shouldn't look to the bad and begin beating ourselves up about how we don't measure up or that we're not good enough. We should without a doubt, without a hesitation, say, I am a child of God. And from the beginning, from the first book of the Bible in Genesis, God makes it clear about who we are. We are his because we are made in his image, his likeness. And guess what he has to say about this? Three words. It is good. You are good. We are good. We are loved because he first loved us. Now, this doesn't excuse bad behavior, and it's certainly not a cop-out. What it is instead is a mandate, a moratorium on how all of us should choose to live. Because in knowing that we have been created and redeemed from the beginning by a God who loves us more than anything, it makes us more aware that we have to begin orientating our lives towards goodness, compassion, empathy, and love. It's the right thing to do because it was bestowed upon us first. Therefore, we haven't a choice but to offer it back to others. When we have an identity and when we know who we are, and we know at the core of who we are 
and what that identity is, is the heart of God, we see the world differently. We relate to people differently. We relate to ourselves differently. Because at the core, we know this, we are good enough and we are loved, loved by the great I am. And so perhaps that might be the reason why Jesus asked Peter, the rock, this same question. Because as disciples of Jesus, our identity isn't separate from that of God, his son and his spirit. We are his because he is ours. This can't be divided. And to know Jesus really is to know ourselves. And what does this do as people of faith? It makes facing those situations that seem impossible or insurmountable possible. It makes facing those situations that seem impossible or insurmountable possible. Because at our core, we know that we are God's and that we are going to be okay. You're going to be okay, and I'm going to be okay. So getting back to the question, who do you say that I am, asked Jesus. And what does Peter reply? The Messiah. And so I ask you this morning, who are you? And let me remind you, you are a child of God, you are good, and you are enough. Amen.